0: Dude, all I'm saying is pull, pull up a picture of Tommy Lee Jones and okay. Robert De Niro
1: side-by-side
0: right. because side, it's the same fucking... Here dude.
1: Tommy Lee Jones. Another tag like, I here. thought it was Robert, Robert De Niro
0: in Men in Black for fucking years. I thought these were the same person.
1: All right, I'm going to give it to you as old men, but there ain't no fucking way that when they're in their youth, they do not look even remotely similar. Though it seems that Tommy Lee Jones has been 65 years old for the last 40 years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not looking at youth pictures, to be fair, here. The one I see, and I'd encourage you, the listener, to look this up, too. Uh, It's like Tommy Lee Jones, Robert De Niro. I don't know the order because they're the same dude. And then Morgan Freeman, (laughs) all side by side, and they're all pretty old. And they're the fucking same, dude. The only difference I see is one of these pictures... I think it's Robert De Niro has a uh, little beard going. And that's how you can distinguish him. But sometimes his hair is longer and scragglier. But if you gave him the same fucking haircut, dude, that's the same guy.
1: It's literally just because all old white men look the same to me that this is <laughs> that this is even a thing. There's no way. <laughs> no way in hell. I
0: mean, that's, that's true. But this is this is fucking uncanny. Look at the measure, the distance like their intraocular distance on each of them. And I know similar. old dudes have bushy ass eyebrows. They got a similar nose. They're doing the same, just kind of like closed mouth smirk in this picture. That's the same fucking guy.
1: That's the radio. Free and it's a show about relationships. And yeah, it, I'm telling you, Donna, you're, you're not, you're not winning this. They don't readers listeners get at us in the question box. Tell us if you think that Tommy Lee Jones and Robert De Niro look the same.
0: Yeah, vote now from your phone. If you confirm, <laughs> my hypothesis, we'll do a whole episode on this. And if most of you disagree, we'll never talk about it again.
1: <laughs> they don't look the same. Oh. Hey, Donna, how you been? How you been, my boy?
0: I'm good. I've got my new microphone set up, folks. It's no longer on a tripod on my desk. Uh, it's a microphone that should pick up a lot less shit. Hopefully the quality's good. Maybe vote on that too, in the comments. Vote on Tommy Lee De Niro and the new microphone in the uh, question box. Robert Jones, but man, man, I got this thing on like an arm now. I feel like uh, I feel like I'm fucking sounding professional
1: hell yeah yeah i've been I've been doing it on the boom the whole time and and eagle eared <laughs> listeners may have heard uh yeah a little little bit of audio coming in with Donovan I had to gate that out for a long time I don't think I have to do that no more we did a little test recording Bing, bang boom sounds delightful
0: we're hoping so we're hoping so so we'll we'll find out
1: Yeah, hey, what are you going to say about uh doing some questions there
0: let's do it and we're starting off on a very very serious note this week with uh How do I, 25F, fart in front of my fiancé, 30M? (laughs) I'm tearing up a little bit. Okay, this is a hilarious problem to have, so I hope some get a good laugh. (laughs) But I promise that this is a legit question. I've never farted in front of my fiancé that I've been with for three and a half years. Wow. Sure, I've farted in my sleep, and a few silent ones have slipped out. And it's not like I just hold them in around him it's just that we are either far away from each other in the daytime in a different room or i just never have to be around him i'm not a very gassy person i've just never purposefully ripped a loud one around him crying laughing emojis and uh some other emojis i can't display for some reason it's a this it's just a shrugging my-
1: it's a shrugging blonde lady emoji okay there we go. There we go.
0: and blonde lady and crying laughing emoji. This just popped into my head the other day, listening to another couple talk about their farts. If I ever have to fart around him? How do I just suddenly start after three years? Do I just do it? Do I tell him first? Do I just keep living life the way we are? Ha ha! TLDR, I've never farted in front of my fiance, and I feel like it's too far in to randomly start. And I was posted by Sunshine999444.
1: Okay, the question is, how do I fart in front of my fiancé? And my answer was always, I just kind of lean slightly to the side. Just lean a little bit, get that cheek (laughs) up, and just fucking blast him. Just blast this man with methane. Do it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't... I mean, I I would
0: recommend just starting this early on. Or at yeah. least testing the waters, because there's, I don't know, there's nothing worse than having to hold one in, and if you can establish early on, then both of you are just kind of fine with that, you know, as long as you're not dropping one of them, it's a fucking atrocity. Um, you know, <laughs> maybe you can go to a different room at that point, but just, like, on a normal basis, just getting comfortable with this, because, I don't know, you're, you're living together, you're going to you're gonna be spending a lot of, like, prime farting time together, if right. you're just hanging around your apartment, and, uh, yeah, you know? You you guys are about to get fucking married. This just adds another another layer of intimacy to things.
1: I feel like you should use it as a punctuator to a punchline, like tell a joke and then just rip it. (laughs) You know? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Use it as use it as a as an accent mark. You know how uh, some people in movies they'll kind of like they'll say like a devastating line and then take a drag off a cigarette. Use it like that.
0: (laughs) Just the reverse drag. Yeah! Breathe it out
1: through your asshole. There you go.
0: There you go. Yeah, it's something like uh, uh, I'm having cold feet about our upcoming wedding. And and then you rip one. <laughs>
1: um, I'm having cold feet about my wedding, and then you have to position yourself in a very specific way, and then you fart, and then you <laughs> say actually, no, they're not cold anymore. I've just warmed them up for you. Oh, you fart, oh God. <laughs> a little fart warmth <laughs> joke. Or uh, You're laying in bed and you're getting kind of snuggly and maybe he's got his head. You know, you're kind of cradling his head on your chest and then you just fart and dutch oven the shit out of him. Just out of nowhere, like he doesn't even know that you fart, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's never experienced it before and then you have to, you just fucking give it to him and he has to experience it. There I you think go
0: start with that, and then every future fart will be mild in comparison, and you'll be, you'll be good to go.
1: Absolutely, I um, I don't know, man. I like I got to the point where so I was living with a college girlfriend for like three, four years, something like that. And uh, you know how you kind of don't mind your own brand? Yeah, I kind of got there with her. I didn't mind her own brand. You could fart; <laughs> it didn't fucking matter. Didn't mind it. <laughs>
0: like I said it's just it's just another layer of intimacy and bond yes. between you, yes, I also, because I don't know I've got stretches of being a pretty gassy dude, sure, and when I've been in relationships, you know especially if we're spending like a lot of time together uh just at home i'll just kind- I'll just kind of bring this up and like hey is this is it i need I need to like rip one really bad is this are we at that point where we're comfortable enough to do this yet? Which kind and, of turns uh, it into
1: uh, a joke, which makes it like a punchline. It
0: it does. And then, you know, I get a kick out of it. I'm sure they get sick of it and, you know, regret uh, saying <laughs> it wasn't a big deal a little bit after that. But, sure. Man, it, it is just kind of funny. It is something funny to joke about with like, your partner, too, because, you know, it is it is like a weird fucking intimacy thing almost. Yeah. And you're in this serious relationship. You're planning to get married and stuff, and yet you have to, you know, worry about this Really, it, I mean, they are just fucking funny. It's a funny fucking aspect of being alive, and and a silly fucking inconvenience there. So I don't know. Maybe it'll lighten the mood.
1: Yeah, it, give it uh, a rip. In a in a similar vein, have you ever uh, relieved yourself, used the restroom in front of a partner? Uh, get there.
0: I have, but I've got I've got so much fucking pee shyness. I usually can't mm. do it
1: mm- mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even
0: even with somebody I'm dating for a long time that'll be like an occasional thing, but like I don't know maybe she's brushing her teeth in there and I'm using the toilet and I'm like yeah hey I need I need a I need a quick second to make this happen
1: see, I can bust it out anywhere anywhere on earth anytime I'm needed I can just blast it like uh yeah you know she's brushing her teeth I'm dropping a twozer, and it wasn't a big deal you know like it's just like that and uh oh, weird
0: Weirdly, the twos are I can do, but I can't. Ah. I can't do the pee usually. Ah. Yeah, like this isn't an in my head. Like, oh no, there's a person here. It's just like you can't can't get comfortable enough to, you know, to pee. You but the poops it. the poops a very like uh, active process, so you can just kind of do
1: it. You know? <laughs> it just goes you on know, its like, own.
0: Yeah, so I don't I, know. I think this that too indicates much for the I think listeners.
1: that I think that indicates that you have more control over your sphincter than your uh than your urinary tract.
0: I could be. I mean I've been doing those exercises.
1: <laughs> that I that behold, I showed you. Behold
0: deadlifts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bingo. Okay. Enough enough about enough about my fucking bodily excretions, folks. Sure, sure. Uh I don't not this isn't the biggest deal. You know. If if you if you know it's gonna be a fucking terrible one, don't fucking don't fucking drop that around them. But in general I feel or- like you kinda know. It's just kinda funny. Maybe do will do it all the time, if possible.
1: Or do, or. just do okay. it. Just <laughs> fucking give it to him. Just drop that just fucking, fucking. Just crop dust the shit out of him, and then fucking wait for him to notice, and then just give him the evil smile. That's what hey, I do. There you go. That's how there I do it. Go.
0: Yeah, maybe he's into
1: it. Who knows? He could be discovering a new kink that'll take your sex life to the next <laughs> level. <laughs> I am reminded of a story. We have a friend that we have to have on the show, and he's got an excellent fart smell story that I will let him tell when he finally comes on the fucking program. But oh, I'm reminded of it. I love it so much. Well, there's a little, there's a little preview for you.
0: All right, <laughs> get me out of the, get me out of the fart sound. What do we got next?
1: My 25F BF 37M gets jealous of the attention I give my cat. I currently live with my sister, and we have a cat. My BF lives on the other side of town. There have been a few times when I am with him and I realize my sister is not available to feed our cat. I will tell him I really have to go home and make sure he gets fed. He will get annoyed and say, you care more about that cat than me, or you don't make sure I get fed. It's not like I'm constantly leaving him to go spend time with my cat, but if my sister and I don't feed him, he's not going to feed himself. It's my responsibility to make sure he's cared for. I try to communicate with my sister and plan ahead, but sometimes things fall through. It frustrates me that he says this because oftentimes he will go all day without eating, and then when we meet up, he will be very low energy and even in a bad mood and complain he hasn't eaten all day. It makes me feel as though it's somehow my fault, even though I've been busy with other responsibilities and haven't been with him all day. We go out to eat together on a regular basis, and I cook for him on a regular basis. Why does he say this? I feel like he's making me crazy. He acts jealous of the attention I give my cat. And trust me, I am not one of those crazy cat ladies that is obsessed with my cat. If anything, I should probably give my cat more attention than I do. TLDR, boyfriend gets jealous of the attention I give my cat, i.e. making sure my cat eats. He implies that it is my responsibility to feed him my BF. He makes me feel bad when he hasn't eaten enough. Even when I have no control over this because I'm not with him, and that was posted by Aspringles789. Beautiful. <clears throat> there's a couple. Uh, little, okay. There's a couple little edits you- here. Yeah, they've been together for oh, go, four go years. For it. Yeah, so they says they've been uh, been together for four years, and then she just wanted to say that she's overwhelmed by all of your comments and support. Thank you so much. I've read every single one of them, and it's really helping me think deeply about what I should do. Posted by Aspringles. Yes. So where are you? Where where are you feeling?
0: I think you got to make it up to him. I think you got to show up on, at his house, gift in hand, and apologize, and break out a little thing of catnip and a scratching post, and uh, maybe jingle your keys in front of him and let sure. him pat around at him. Yeah. <laughs> totally
1: reasonable. Because
0: yeah, this is this this is a strange thing to be jealous of, and you know you You show affection, it's a very different kind of affection between your partner you know and your and your fucking your cat or your dog or whatever you know the one is somebody you're supposed to be on kind of equal footing with and yeah, you're in love with each other and shit and the other one's just a tiny little fuzzy animal I was know, gonna say and the sure other eaten I was
1: gonna say, and the other one's your boyfriend,
0: oh God, <laughs> the other one's just like a tiny little you know a creature who like completely depends on you. you gotta feed him. And you know sometimes there's shit on the floor and you got to clean it up. Yep. You know, you got to you got to uh, get the mouse on a string and throw it all over the place so they chase after it so, so they're getting some exercise.
1: I think this is indicative of some real deep shit in the relationship because this is literally another living being that is response that you are responsible for that relies on you for its sustenance. And you're like I have to go take care of this issue. And he's like, oh, man, you got to fucking leave. And like. It's bullshit. Uh, He's acting like a fucking child. Like you got something you got to go fucking take care of. And he's like, this is interrupting our good time. And I don't know if it's like you're going to come back or not, but that doesn't even really fucking matter. Like you got to go take care of something and he's got to be a fucking big boy about it and quit being a little bitch.
0: And this this just has to be some fucking deep seated jealousy for for it to be this sort of thing. Like, you know, this isn't attention to like some other person or something that they're jealous of your relationship with. It's your fucking pet, you know? Like I said, you you got it, you have to take care of. it. It's not like there's an option to oh just get like give the pay a little less attention to the cat. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's not oh, this yeah. is in no way weird or unreasonable. You're you're just taking care of your fucking pet. So I think this guy uh, you know, beyond this, it just has some fucking jealousy issues. Yeah. And, you know, maybe if he uh, on some weird level is like feeling like you're not paying enough attention to him or like taking care of him sufficiently, you know, then when you're doing this, he makes it about him and he's like, Oh, you're paying attention to the, the fucking cat, but not me. Uh, I'm with you. This just sounds like a, like a very fucking deep, uh, maybe insecurity issue with this guy. And like, I... as funny as it is kind of to read over and, and you know, I'm, I'm making fun of it. It is also it is also fucked.
1: Yeah. Like I think it's more of him not wanting to be inconvenienced or to have like your time together interrupted, which uh, speaks to his uh, investment in spending time with you. Like he's like, oh man, you gotta fucking go with you know, you gotta go take care of this thing. Um, but it speaks to his level of not getting the responsibility like he doesn't have a concept of like listen the cat's gonna be fucking starving the cat's very hungry i have to go feed the fucking cat what do you you know you're just gonna let another you're gonna let another living being starve because like you want to spend another two hours uh watching project runway reruns or whatever (laughs) with me like whatever you guys are doing probably fucking there he's probably like oh man i was gonna get some and now she's gotta go feed the cat is where i'm thinking he is
0: now, i think i think I just missed that part too that they're on they're on opposite sides of the town here so that does you know that does add an aspect to it but I still think like this inability to kind of respect like your basic responsibility here uh it it's just kind of fucking it's juvenile and this this dude's fucking thirty seven too mm-hmm. and she's twenty five that's that there's just inklings of fucking red flags here where this dude is just kind of fucking immature it seems like
1: This is a nearly 40-year-old man being like, oh, man, you got to go fucking feed your cat. This is bullshit. (laughs) Right? That's that's just
0: wild to think about. I'm kind of comparing this to, I had, you know, not this fucking intense of a situation, but I had somebody I dated for a bit, like half-jokingly mentioned that she felt like she was, like, competing for my attention with my cat. Which... You know, on a, on a big level, I know it was just, like, jokery, but I also feel like, I mean, in that case, you know, I, I was just in a place where I was being kind of distant, and, I, you know, like I was saying before, I feel like they just see you putting this energy into something else, and they're like, why isn't this coming to me? And on one hand, like, that's kind of understandable, but, like, on the other hand, as we've been saying, like, this is a totally fucking different thing. This is, like... It, 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 It's an essential thing you have to do, you know? It's it's a chore in some aspect. And, yeah, it's, it's it's just weird to take
1: that personally. Let's address this other part of this where he shows up. So, like, he'll show up to the date hungry and be like, oh, man, I haven't eaten all day. And then somehow, like, he's making her feel like that's her fault is what I'm reading here. Like, what is that?
0: <laughs> yeah, and she she clarifies too that like she's cooking for him on a regular basis, which makes me feel like it's pointing to him like being really fucking needy here and like not self sufficient. Yeah, and it, anything that kind of comes up with her, you know, that's outside of, of of taking care of his whims basically or paying attention to him is like seen like as some kind of threat, or maybe he's even framing it as a failing on her part, which again is like. That's fucked up. That's that's weird. That's just weird, insecure behavior, and it's especially insecure from a fucking 37-year-old. <gasps>
1: Holy fucking shit. I went ahead and checked the comments here, and shit gets worse and worse. Uh-oh. Okay. Let's, so let's see it. Friend Lily says, 33 and 21, and the older partner's immature and manipulative. What a surprise. OP, you should consider what you want most in a relationship and what you don't want. I bet if your BF tops the don't... Or let's see. I bet your BF tops the don't want list. There are men out there who would treat you with love, kindness, and respect, and will treat your pets as their own. For example, my husband took our cat, blah, 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 nobody cares. That's the kind of thing you deserve to. Anyway, <laughs> that was posted by my friend Lily, to which uh, Aspiring... It's actually gessel 789 I don't know what the fuck that is, but I preferred Aspiringles. Uh, says yeah not only is there a big age cat, but when we met he was my college professor. Oh God, I can see now how this may have created a weird power dynamic in the relationship. It may have created maybe <laughs> what perhaps
0: the fuck dude this is that's the definition of bearing the fucking lead on this thing.
1: no oh, take real
0: quick. That's the definition of bearing the fucking lead on this thing that's. Oh, my God, that's a mess, man. Yeah,
1: wow. So, yeah. Yeah, there's those horns. They were there, and they shall resound throughout time. You got to go. You got to get the fuck out. This is not founded yeah. on, like, a. this is not, like, a, a mutual relationship out of, like, mutual respect and admiration and, and equal footing. This is somebody who had a power relationship or, over you and is attempting to continue to exercise that power relationship.
0: Yeah, and, and potentially seeing the fucking cat as competition, you know, because you're not feeding him little fucking chicken uh, chicken pieces
1: made with real chicken. <laughs> he he didn't get his pate, and so he's all mad about it. <laughs> no, yeah, you got to go, for, dog. For,
0: for fucking real, I I went into this one because like we picked this because I was like, this is kind of this is kind of a silly thing, but Jesus Christ, dude, like this is this is just fucking symptomatic of all this other shit. It seems like, and yeah, if he's literally, you know, I don't know. You say going all day, but if he's literally going all day without eating and like kind of trying to like give you a hard time about that and make it your responsibility to like be taking care of all of his like whims like that, that are just basic shit you got to do as a person. That's a fucking mess, man. This guy seems pretty emotionally stunted.
1: Yep. I also just realized that Aspiring Gessel is aspiring ESL 789. Oh.
0: <laughs> That's a good subplot to this. We went from Aspringles to aspiring ESL.
1: Yeah, ESL is English as a second language. Um, so there's another power dynamic weirdness.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, man. I hope that it's like her becoming like a teacher to teach that and not like, you know, there's like a language barrier here. Yeah. That would, that would be extra fucked up.
1: Yeah. Woof. Yep. There they were again. That's the double horns.
0: I'm going to read one more fucking one more nugget. There are a lot of responses in the, in the comments here. And a lot of this has given some fucking insight. Um, aspiring ESL says, uh, I never thought about it like that, but he is always complaining about the problems we have, but never working towards practical solutions or putting yep. effort into compromise and making things better. He does favors for me that I don't ask him to do. In a healthy relationship, I would say that would be a good sign, but for us, it makes me uncomfortable because I end up feeling guilty. I would much prefer he actually tried to improve the relationship than do things for me that I don't ask him to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: he's Oof. like a he's like a chode. He's like Oof. a chode man.
0: Yeah, I, I assume doing. and people are talking about it in the comments below. Uh this is something I have not heard. Um but the the commenter below them clever latin motto yeah uh, says it's called loan sharking. He does something for you and now you owe him big time. They're also getting into uh, a lot of terms that have to do with uh, abusive relationships, love bombing and gaslighting and that sort of thing. And this all does wreak, you know, a lot of this. So that combined with the fucking age gap, combined with his basic inability to fucking take care of his own needs and then shaming you when he doesn't you know, when you don't do that for him. And this fucking age difference and the fact that he was your, your teacher. Yeah, this is this is really fucking bad news get the hell out of there. And also I, I feel like this is something you would want to you know, potentially like seek therapy about, because I think, uh, you know, a lot of times emotional abuse like this, you don't even recognize that you're being abused here, you know, cause they ramp yeah. it up too. It's not like he's going to fool out, come with this to begin with. They keep testing the waters to seeing how far they can push you. And uh, that'll, that'll fuck with a person and you don't deserve to have to deal with that. So I would get out and, and definitely talk to more people about this because, I don't know, a lot of people have been through this kind of situation. There's support out there, but you can only really get that when you, like, recognize what was going on here. Um, so that's, that's my recommendation. Fuck, yep. man, that's awful. That's,
1: yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, reach escape velocity uh, as soon as you possibly can because this is some crazy shit. And... Uh, and get- like, it's so strange to me that she she arrived at the kind of the help that she needed in this situation by being like, he's weird about my cat. Like, can you guys talk to me about, like, what we should do about this cat situation? And then everyone's okay. like, let's let's dig a little deeper. And then we find that it's fucking some real <laughs> crazy shit. <laughs>
0: Because that's that's how this goes. Like I was saying, I, you know, abusers ramp the stuff up, normalize it. What, what's the fucking analogy like crabs in a boiling pot?
1: I believe it's gradually
0: frogs. frogs. Yep. You just gradually increase the temperature so you don't you don't notice the change over time. And. Uh, it, yeah, so it's just this one detail kind of catches your attention and gets you out there. I'll say too. Just be talking about this with your friends a ton. Make sure you got the support system there for you. Because this dude, if you try to leave, this dude is gonna try to get you back. He's probably gonna do the love bombing that the, the, mm-hmm. the other commenter mentioned, and you make you think, oh no, he's like changed, and he's gonna do all these things. But I fucking guarantee it'll return to this abusive bullshit. You don't want that. You want your friends having your back. So find that support system, and uh, I'd, I'd look into, you know,
1: finding some therapy too. Yeah, dude. Shit. I love it it when they take a turn. Yeah.
0: No, no, no kidding.
1: I had, I just, I had a little,
0: I had a little feeling reading through that as, as we were going through some of those things. Um, I I was just like, oh, okay. Maybe like a bit immature here. Probably, probably not something you want to do, but yeah, man. Those fucking details coming out in the comments. This is, this is no good.
1: Can I provide some blanket advice that I think everyone should follow? Please do if you meet somebody and they're in a position of authority in some way over you probably shouldn't have a relationship with that person.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, that's why there's laws and like company policies on that sort of thing too.
1: Yeah. And I think those are good policies. So don't don't, just don't college professor manager down at the Wendy's. Don't date them. Don't fuck them.
0: Good call. Good call. Fuck this guy.
1: Yeah, fuck, fuck this dude this for guy. real.
0: Fuck this guy. Throw him into the sun. Uh, But Arthur and I Yeet. sail on towards the question box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who
1: Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Assuming.
0: Uh, Eat him. Eat him with the cannon and your can. ship. As we sail towards the question box. All right we got a we got an interesting question box this week. uh I feel like two of these one of them, maybe two, one of them's a little vague or from potentially new listeners uh maybe came on with uh, Dankmas, Miss, our guest last week. and if that's the case, thanks for fucking listening to us and uh this this segment of the show here is our anonymous question box where you as a listener are able to submit your own question to the show and we'll read it on air and uh you know give give you what advice we can. If you'd like to do that, you can find the link to our question box uh, in the bio of the Instagram at Radio Free Tote Bag, or go to our website, Bag dot co and uh click on ask your question on the sidebar or the bottom bar or whatever the whatever the hell that is. Type it in, no account needed that's anonymous, and uh yeah, we'll read it on the show. And so our first our first just kind of technical one here is uh, how often will new episodes be uploaded?
1: Every Thursday 6 a.m. They come out on the website. They go out to the different um, podcatchers and services over the course of the day. Um, usually by noon, everything's up everywhere. So every Thursday, that's how often new there episodes we will be uploaded. There we go.
0: Um, okay, this is this is the this is the kind of vague one I was talking about. Is there a bigger picture, or are you making up the story as you go along? Are we talking about the show here? Are we talking about, like, life?
1: <laughs> this is... I feel like there's a few different reads on this. I have training as an improv actor and comic. So I'm making it up as I go along, baby. That's all I can do. I just improv this shit. Are you talking about the show or are you talking about life? The whole goddamn thing, Donovan. <laughs> 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 How about uh, you? Are I, you making it up, or is there a big picture?
0: Uh, I think there's a big picture. I think everything's kind of laid out, and we're we're riding along the tracks and watching it unfold. Hmm. So you're like a Calvinist. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I necessarily believe in like the God or like Creator part of this. Just kind of like a a chain reaction that's that's going, and you know everything's kind of the result of something that happened before it. And, you know, there's some point at the beginning and it's spreading out into the future, but, uh, you know, it's kind of kind of determined how it will go.
1: I dig that. Did you ever watch Westworld? I did. Where The part where they're talking about how, spoilers for anybody who hasn't watched season two of Westworld, uh, skip ahead a couple minutes, but they're talking about how when they were programming the robots, how they tried to give them two complex of decision trees, And that made them unrealistic to humanity that like each individual human kind of has a more predictable reaction tree. Like, I feel like that's, that's, I feel like that's true. I think people just kind of do the thing that they're going to do and it's not that hard to figure out.
0: Absolutely. And a lot of that is, is, you know, set just by the circumstances you were born into and the society you live in and the people you're surrounded with. So it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get too much into this because I don't want to derail the entire relationship <laughs> show. But that's in—in in short, that's—that's that's how I feel about things. I think we're—we're we're just kind of watching things unfold. The future's already there. The past is back there, and you're just kind of a point moving along. I kind of like that.
1: Kind of makes me feel it's, like,
0: oh, it's just happening. Yeah, it's—it's—it's it's, it's calming in a way. Yeah. Maybe basically. I'm wrong. Maybe I'm going to hell. <laughs> All right, coming back to Earth, one night stand type of scenario. How do I make her come? I know every girl is different,
1: but give me some basics. Thanks. Sixty nine position. That's how I always pull it off. Just, just straight into there. Yeah, just bad, 69. you get naked and you immediately to sixty nine. <laughs> I mean, of course, there, of course there's some there's some run up. Of course, there's some run up. But I find like in terms of mechanically inducing orgasm in a woman. I find that 69 position is my most successful way to go.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to say the same with oral specifically. Um, especially, especially kind of new partners. I, it's just been my experience. I think the majority of the women I've been with have kind of said that like they oral in general makes them, uh, more consistently come than like penetrative sex. Right. I know some people are like flat out can't come for penetrative sex. Um, but, but I'll, I'll say what I kind of always say in these situations, it it can be an awkward thing to like broach with somebody. Maybe the first time you've ho- you're hooking up or you're like getting to know each other. Um, but I would just as soon as possible have that conversation of like, Hey, so like, what, what are you into? Yeah. And you can both talk about what you're into. I think that's pretty hot to do. And uh, you know, you, you get some instructions and I, I think people just get a little put off by that because you know, you're worried it's like too much of a technical thing or something. Um, But I think that makes people kind of not want to talk about that sometimes when you could be it'd be a lot easier just to open up to each other rather than, you know, try every combination of finger and ear and knee and butthole until you (laughs) until you figure out what works.
1: Yeah. And I I think that I think it's kind of hot to talk about what you're into. I think that's a, a fucking awesome thing to get into. I love that shit. Definitely. So
0: and maybe you'll find out some maybe you'll find out some new shit that, you know, you'd never fucking heard of. And then uh, that's a whole great time for everybody. Sick. I will say though, okay, one night stand type of scenario though. If this is like literally somebody you've you've you know you meet you meet you're gonna hook up and that's gonna be it. Go down on them. Yeah. Just just do it.
1: I think <laughs> I think it's kind of maybe it's like figure out what you're good at because like the only information because the only information you have is what you're capable of. So figure out where your strengths are and then play to those. There you go. Or even, even you know,
0: drop just like the quick version of this of like what are you into while you're kind of in the midst of making out and, and foreplay and all that. Sure. And, uh, you know, I think if somebody's not so, maybe like a little nervous about opening up about that, just kind of, you know, they'll just kind of not answer too much, and if you read that, maybe don't. Maybe don't like push them too much, and try to have a fucking interview in the middle of this hookup session. But I don't know. I've I've found a lot of people have been responsive to that, so I just, you know, just the quick question, see what the main thing is, and then you know, do what they're into.
1: A furtive string of saliva forms between your lips as you pull away from her mouth. You look her right in the eye and say, "So how do I make you come?" She, <laughs> she says. <laughs> She says, Um, I don't know, man. Just like I don't know. You you press <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I'ma need to know what's gonna make you come right now. <laughs> I don't know why I always talk like I'm from fucking Missouri whenever I get into like real <laughs> pro sexual shit, but I do. <laughs> I don't know,
0: man. I think this is a peek into Arthur's fucking dating life. <laughs> he's, he's got the voice on the show, and then he's got the sex voice.
1: Mm, I'm going to make you come. It's basically Sling Blade. I'm just doing Sling Blade.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus. What a what an attractive thing to default to in a sexual
1: context. <laughs> Goddamn. Oh. Uh. I'm happy about that. I'm really happy about furtive string of saliva. That was tight. That
0: that was that was beautiful.
1: That was fucking
0: beautiful. Alright. Just say to them what Arthur just said and uh <laughs> you know, you're both gonna be squirting all over the
1: place. Hey Donovan. What's up? Why are flashlights considered weird but dildos are socially acceptable posted by celebs twenty-one.
0: Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. This is just the, the question in the in the title here. Um I was thinking about this before like when we were finding questions before the episode I was thinking about this and it it struck me because typically I feel like like male masturbation is like way more you know normie society acceptable to talk about than you know female masturbation and there's all the jerk off jokes and like oh like fucking everybody does that and I mean that that's improving but like in general I think that that's kind of the the cultural norm and so it is that is a strange reversal there that like but also dildos are kind of you know a a, a normal thing and and fleshlights are kind of like the butt of a joke um but but i'm not really sure i'm not really sure why that would be
1: uh i have i have two ideas about where i think they might come from the first one is hygiene based so true true a a dilder You can just run under some hot water with some hand soap, bing, bang, boom, wrapped up, done, clean. You got to flip some shit inside out. You got to fucking, you know, you got to get in there deep. (laughs) You got to get the crevices on a flashlight uh, to maintain that at a hygienic standard. Uh, The other thing is that uh, for a woman to get a dilder And use that to achieve orgasm is considered sort of like an empowering independence thing. Like, I don't fucking need a man to get off. I'm going to fucking rock and roll by my lonesome. And then for guys, it's like, oh, you can't get a girl, so you need a flashlight. Is where I feel our society is.
0: I I feel that. I feel that. I'm also wondering just if in terms of the objects, uh, like the phallic (laughs) thing here. Yeah, is like a lot more normalized and like dicks are kind of everywhere. Yeah. It's like, you know, the vagina is kind of a more taboo thing. And now that it's, and I mean, it is, it is kind of strange to think about. It's a flashlight or a flashlight with, you know, a vagina in it. It is, it is like, and a you know, a strange concept of an object, but I don't know. Maybe that has to do with just kind of the, you know, the weird stigma and, uh, like just Stick. weird societal attitude about, about vaginas.
1: <laughs> Stigma dick in a flashlight. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> you, feel, you feel what I'm saying, though? Like I do, I do. if it is just, like, an object thing there.
1: The, the other part of that is that a fleshlight, and the reason it's called a fleshlight, and you referenced flashlights, is that it's supposed to be, like, the original fleshlight was supposed to be concealable as a flashlight. You were supposed to be able to, like, <laughs> yeah it's this is totally true you were supposed to be able to like put that on a shelf in your garage and hide it among your tools because you couldn't be seen with a with a male sex toy it's supposed to be concealable so the very name of the standard male sex toy i I don't even know if I should say standard male sex toy um but the the kind of you know the 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 pocket pussy of of note is, uh, the name derives from the way that it was concealed originally.
0: Uh, That's, that's a good point too. That's, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. This shit's fascinating to me as a man with a $200 blowjob robot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. So I was going to ask, I was going to ask you, uh, uh, about that aspect. Um, well, also just update the listeners. I guess that was probably fucking 50 episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want to you want to you want to explain the the, the blowjob robot?
1: Sure. Uh I got my tax return and I wanted to spend $200 <laughs> on something stupid. <laughs> and I was like, "Hmm, this machine is supposed to simulate the sensation of receiving a blowjob. Take my money right now. Here's $200. I can't wait. And then I got it, and I think the I gave it a three out of five when I got it, yeah. and uh, I haven't used it in months and months and months and months. There we go. It's just not, don't, don't buy, this is the official Radio Free Tote Bag uh, discouragement from purchasing the Kiru Fleshlight 2. Don't buy it. Or not Fleshlight, what is it called? Kiru Launch 2, I can't even remember what the fucking name of the thing's called, but don't, don't buy it. Kiru, not a great company, don't make a good product.
0: Damn. Game. Shutting them down. Yeah, that was that was like a full fucking year of review on that too. Arthur put some fucking yeah, work into this.
1: That's right. Just if you're gonna, is, if you're gonna buy a pocket pussy, just block, just buy a standard flashlight. They're about seventy, eighty bucks. Just buy one of those if you really want one.
0: My this is making me think of my my last thought on this, um, which is like just in terms of like commonality of use, part of that is probably or is a hundred percent like kind of just the shame and like weird taboo of this that we're talking about where like the, the fleshlight is not, not as like normalized, but part of that might be too that like, I don't know if you're, if you're a woman and you're going for uh, you know, penetration in terms of masturbation, you've got, you know, you've got your hand, you got fingers to work with uh, but you know, as far as like depth, and kind of like a mount you could put in there. I feel like the, hmm. the dildo is more of an upgrade to that than, like, as a guy, if you're jerking off, you know, I don't know, put some lube on your hand. I, I've never used a fleshlight, but I can't imagine it's it's all that different.
1: It's not that much. It's not a whole lot different. It's really not. So
0: I guess what I'm getting is I think it's typically just kind of easier for, for guys to come and and it normally kind of works well enough, whereas I mean, w- women got more options here, yeah, like in terms of yeah, fucking uh well uh, I don't know like, I'm losing my train of thought here do you, do you see what I'm getting at though maybe it's. Just I like think a, I do yeah, one offers more of an improvement than than the other
1: does, and so they just don't get you know it don't take off as much think about the Hitachi magic wand. Are you familiar with the Hitachi Magic Wand? Yeah,
0: you got the big post and then there's kind of the uh uh like the what would you call it?
1: Like a bulb like, on the end of it yeah, that vibrates. Yeah, like a yeah, a vibrating bulb. You cannot simulate that with your hands. There's no way. There's no way to even approximate it. And so it <laughs> it does it does a it performs a completely different function uh whereas uh a fleshlight provides a very similar function to just lubing up your hand if we're being there,
0: honest there we go and maybe there's a texture thing there but yeah that's just not as much of an upgrade uh that's kind of the point i'm trying to i'm trying to get at so yeah i feel i feel a combination of those things and just using something more i think makes it become more socially accepted because there's more people out there to be like hey this is not really a weird thing and uh yeah Combination of different things, and the, the onus is on you to normalize the the fleshlight, my friend.
1: Yeah, get out there, tell everybody you
0: own a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but all but all jokes aside, I don't know. People shouldn't feel ashamed about that shit. It's true. You're, if that's you're, if you're, if, you're if that's something,
1: if that's something you want to do, and that's something you want to own, uh, more power to you, uh, penis havers out there. Go fuck a flashlight. Boom. All right. Fleshlight, where's their sponsorship? Holy fucking shit. If we could get an actual sponsorship from Fleshlight, I would be overjoyed. That would be the best day of my life. We gotta we gotta work on this. And
0: listeners, if you got any uh light, fleshy connections uh you know with that company, maybe maybe
1: let us know. Or Tanga, uh, Tanga would be another good company. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Alright. i gonna send him an email.
0: <laughs> Dear Dear Dr. Fleshlight, please sponsor our podcast. Okay. Hey. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs>
1: Fucking. You working it getting out? The vap- getting, it getting, out the vapors,
0: getting the vapors thinking about all them, all them flashlights.
1: Uh, I bought one one time from an actual sex store. I was walking by a display and there was one that had one that was shaped like a butthole and I wanted to own a rubber butthole, so I did. What's the rating on that one? That was like a four out of five, and then uh, I lost it in the move. <laughs> so somewhere out there in the world <laughs> it's a flashlight that has housed my genitals for a time. Well, uh, lost abandoned flashlight,
0: we wish you well wherever you are.
1: It's gonna show up like fucking like I'll I'll move from here and I'll like be unpacking a box and be like, no way.
0: Or it's a fucking rainy, stormy night and you hear a fucking knock at the door and outside just drenched in rain is your butthole flashlight. Why?
1: Why did you leave me?
0: <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, that's good. Hit me with this next question before I completely have flashlight, brain.
1: Hey, funny story, you're reading this one and it takes us to the Frenzo.
0: Oh, friend zone, save me from fleshlight brain. <laughs> All right. And, of course, the, uh, friend zone is the, the part of the show where we talk about a non-romantic question. And here's what we got this week. It's that I, 26F, have a condition that basically makes me clumsy, and people won't stop teasing me about it. I have a condition since birth called dyspraxia. Basically, it means I struggle with some tasks that would require good motor skills and body coordination. It also gives me a few problems with directions or general spatial stuff. I actually have a mild version that generally isn't obvious. However, things like tying shoelaces, etc. took me forever to learn, and I still have a few problems. It also makes my whole body a bit uncoordinated and clumsy, but nothing extreme. Before I knew I had this condition, I was often ashamed of how unelegant I was in comparison to other people. For example, when I eat, I hold the fork a bit different than other people, because otherwise I can't get a decent grip, and I struggle to use lighters. Anything that requires fine-tuned finger movement can be harder for me. In general, it's not a huge issue. However, sometimes people notice and tease me about it. Mostly just in a playful way, but I'm kind of getting fed up. Sometimes it seems like people are implying that I have bad manners or behave rudely, when really I am doing what I can. To be fair, I've never straight up told anyone I have dyspraxia. But I do say things like, I have problems with fine motor skills, I've had problems with fine motor skills since birth, Yet it doesn't stop people, even some friends, from commenting on how weirdly I hold a fork or ribbing on me for eating sushi with a fork because I cannot handle chopsticks. I get it. It's unusual. Often people imply I'm being rude or kind of inappropriate. I do feel embarrassed because it looks so clumsy when I do these things, but what can I do? I just don't really have much feeling in my fingers and can't maneuver them well. I wouldn't mind if People comment at once the first time they see me struggling and then stop once I explain that it's difficult for me. But most don't, and I'm tired of this coming up every time someone sees me eat. Last time I had to use a lighter, it took me like a whole minute to finally get a flame, and then I burned my finger, and I could tell my friends and then I burned my finger and I could tell my friends were kind of embarrassed for me. Should I just straight up tell people about this condition? Or try harder so I don't look so dumb doing everyday things. TLDR, I have dyspraxia, a condition that makes me clumsy. Even when I explain to people that it's hard for me, they tease me for being clumsy or embarrassing. What to do about it? And I was posted by Miss Clumsy Fingers.
1: Wow. Um, I feel like if this was a more widely known condition that some people uh, just had, uh, a, I suppose it's a syndrome, you might call it, uh, that prevented them from developing fine motor skills in this way, then I think people maybe wouldn't be so shitty about it. So I'm going to take this opportunity on our platform of ours to raise dyspraxia awareness. Dyspraxia. Makes it hard to use a lighter, makes it hard to use chopsticks. Don't be a fucking dick about it. Dyspraxia. (laughs) Look it up on the internet and learn more. There we go. A, A PSA for folks. Yeah, I think that's part of it, too.
0: Also, I I feel like disorders like these that are a little bit more on the mild side can kind of fall through the cracks a little bit, because like you're saying, if people don't know what this is, you know, there's a whole aspect of humor that's people being clumsy and fucking Butterfingers and that sort of shit. And so if people just kind of mistake it as oh, you're like, you're just a clumsy person, which is honestly still pretty shitty to keep giving your friend shit about that. Right. Uh, but I I could see them just thinking this is kind of harmless and not something that's like actively causing you, you know, stress and to and to feel shitty when they comment on it. Um I I personally I have like real fucking shaky hands like a, a good amount of the time. Uh like especially with anxiety episodes. And I used to be really, really self conscious about it. And it would make it so much worse. And I'd get in my head about it. And and like people gave me shit for it in high school or it maybe even sometimes didn't give me shit, but just pointed it out. And then I'm like, oh, God, people notice. And obviously that makes it, you know, feel hyper self-aware and it, it doesn't feel good. Um, I, I still have that. But I'll say in my experience, I just kind of had luck being like, oh, yeah, I've got, you know, I got hand tremors. It's just kind of a thing. And, uh, you know, just kind of explaining and dismissing it. And people don't typically, you know, keep keep kind of bugging you after that, you know, especially if you kind of express like, yeah, this is just some shit I have to deal with. It isn't, you know, just like not a thing. Um, so particularly with people you're close with, I, I reckon you'd be fine just to be like, yeah, I, I, you know, I got to deal with this. It sucks. And, uh, you know, let them know that it's something that bothers you. But also, you know, don't I, I, I wouldn't worry too much about like over explaining it. 'Cause if you give people that initial explanation and they're still shitty, then it's like, all right, you can fuck off.
1: Yeah. Like, I wish I wish people weren't so just abjectly shitty. <laughs> you know what I mean? You ever wish that? That like, oh man, humans are the fucking worst and I wish we weren't like this. But yeah, like if,
0: anything that's different, especially.
1: Yeah. Cause well, you know, human beings typically will find something about somebody and kind of seize on it as like their essential quality. And to them, your essential quality has become, uh, she can't use a lighter or chopsticks and she fucking trips over her own feet and shit. Uh, and that sucks. Like, I wish we weren't like that, but it seems like we kind of are. Uh, unless, of course, there gets to be a movement behind, um, behind that kind of disorder. So, for example, if somebody, uh, is autistic, I think now if they exhibit the symptoms of autism, uh, and then people continued to shit on him for it, I think the majority of people would be like, hey, fuck you. They're autistic. Give them a fucking second. You know?
0: Yeah, definitely. And, because and that's because there's awareness. Go
1: because there's awareness around it. Um. So, like, I don't know. Tell your friends that this is a diagnosed medical disorder you have. I have dyspraxia. I can't fucking use a lighter. I can't use chopsticks. Suck my dick.
0: Bingo. And again, because it's cause it is, you know, not as blatant of a thing. I think this sort of thing falls through the cracks a little bit. Um, but I, I do at least feel like society in general has become like a little bit better about opening up, like about mental illness, for example, or depression and anxiety and that sort of thing. And I think just kind of being direct with people uh, I, I can go over pretty well, especially if these people are your, like, you know, are actually decent friends to you. I I, I don't think they think that they're fucking with you. Like I was saying, I think this is from the outside, like relatively mild and just kind of, they're trying to rib you. Um, but I, but I know that like things like this, you know, when you're hearing the same stupid shit all the time, it gets frustrating. It makes you feel self-conscious. So I, I I think just bring it up with them and just kind of normalize it, you know, just by telling them what it is and yeah, it sucks. Uh, and somebody keeps badgering you about it, you know? Maybe be like, "Hey, like do not like when you're making jokes about this, like it makes me feel self-conscious." Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the only people who would double down on that are probably just fucking assholes and uh they can they can fuck right off.
1: Here's what I think you do. So, you come up to your friend and you go, "I just got the test results back." And they go, "What what's wrong? What's going on?" Yeah dyspraxia and they go what the fuck is that go, means i can't use a fucking lighter or chopsticks so quit beat a dick about it <laughs> there you go <laughs> and you kind of you turn it into a joke you know you make a you make a joke about it and they go oh well what's that you know and it's it's not so much like a so much of like a heavy subject you go just like listen like this is just a thing i got going on like you know can you not be a dick about it
0: there you go yeah i think i think just any way to kind of get the the feeling communicated there uh but yeah i, I don't know it, it, it takes time it could be it could be kind of i don't know you can feel weird about saying that initially and just kind of open it up about something like that 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 bothers you but i think you know I think you do this with enough of your friends you realize it's not it's not too big of a deal, and uh yeah,
1: yeah, no big deal. it's not a big fucking problem. you know what? I think we got time for one more. How's that feel? you feel good, it good feels, about
0: that that feels real
1: good. you know what else feels good? Oh no, doing anal tomorrow <laughs> any tips <laughs> that was posted by. Ronnie Easy or Ron or Ron Yeezy, however you want to pronounce that. The, the way you read that sounded like a Danny Brown ad lib. <laughs> it
0: did. Doing <laughs> anal tomorrow. <laughs> would, I'd be surprised if that. I'd be surprised if that wasn't already in a song. Actually, that seems that seems very <laughs> on brand for him.
1: Oh, uh, to those of you who are not familiar, Danny Brown is an American rapper. Who fucking rules? Go look him up. Danny Brown is absolutely the shit. I fucking love Danny Brown. The dude's got like, he's got one of the most unique flows I've ever encountered in hip hop. He's, uh, uh, can't say enough good about Danny Brown.
0: And he's got that. It's like this very exaggerated, uh, like voice. He's been doing since I think his second album, which is weird too. I don't know. Arthur and anybody out there, if you've listened to triple X, yeah. He he switches between like kind of his just kind of standard voice and this almost like character voice that he does, and I thought that was like a I thought that was a dude like featuring on those songs. I, mm. I don't know how many fucking times I listened to that album before realizing like I think my friend told me like no that's that's it's just like him. He's just doing the voice or he's not doing the voice. It's it's so like fucking jarringly different, but that's it rules, crazy. dude. He, I don't know. He's, it's just this fucking unique thing he's got going. And Go it's, listen it's to fucking hilarious.
1: Go listen to Black Brad Pitt right now. Turn off the podcast, listen to Danny Brown Black Brad Pitt. Ugh! <laughs> Fucking crusher. It's a crusher of a song.
0: I'd, re- I'd recommend uh Blunt after Blunt. Really anything on Triple X is I don't know, that's my, that's my favorite album of his. I think that thing's perfect.
1: I found Black Brad Pitt because Burdinsky did a remix of it. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Fucking That's succession. the
0: one. That's the one where the album art is uh, Danny Brown with Brad Pitt's face sliced <laughs> off and stapled onto his own
1: face, and he's, sti- he's sticking his tongue out through, Bla- through Brad Pitt's mouth.
0: <laughs> fucking, fucking incredible!
1: Oh god, it's so good.
0: Arthur, Arthur, yeah? what if uh, what if Danny Brown was in a mid two thousands uh, metal band? And they called it <laughs> s- they called it System of a Brown.
1: Self-righteous suicide? <laughs> <laughs> Eating seeds is a pastime activity? Why'd you put the keys upon the table? <laughs> there you go, creating another fable! <laughs> that System of a Brown. That's a bit we've had cooking for a minute, and we've been waiting to drop that on you. Uh <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. I love System of a Brown. It's one of my favorite inside jokes of all time because I love Venn diagram jokes. I love a joke that's like you have to know this thing and this thing, and it's fucking right there in the middle. It's perfect.
0: It kind of it kind of works too because a lot of a lot of his music has like a kind of like a a metal you know edginess to it. I don't know. There's a lot of like pretty aggressive lyrics, but it's all delivered. I don't know. It's kind of like Serge's voice in System of a Down, or it's like very distinctive kind of funny, but, like, also fucking intense. It just works at the same time. Yeah. I don't know. Get those, get, the, get them doing a fucking collab. That would be,
1: that'd be cool as hell. Oh my God, do you know how fucking happy I would be if Danny <laughs> Brown was on a new system of a down song? Oh, it would be the best day of my life.
0: Somebody out there in cyberspace, somebody with fucking connections in the music industry, please put these pieces together.
1: I'm gonna DM them both on Twitter. I'm gonna start a fucking thread. Be like, listen, you need to and get call it together it,
0: and call it System of a Brown. the The name is fu- is perfect. It's right there.
1: And we're we're here for the ad libs. We're here for the fucking um. Here, do a whole album, and then we'll be here for the skits. We're in it. We're in <laughs> we it go. like a '90s hip hop album with skits. Oh, we're so here.
0: And it's just us talking about doing Adel tomorrow uh, between the uh, between the <laughs> main tracks.
1: Speaking of doing anal tomorrow, you could invest in an enema if you wanted. That's a thing you could do. That's if you're going the deluxe version.
0: Oh, uh, that's that's
1: pretty that's pretty
0: big to begin with. True. Uh, but I mean, if you're if you got any kind of just fear about debris, I think that's gonna that's gonna put you in a good place. <laughs> I would debris. say, I would say, any tips? Get a just get a whole fucking bunch of lube going. Water based lube. And then, uh, you gotta, you gotta ease into it. You gotta get a little, a yep. little small butt plug action. You got a finger, you get a finger going. You can't just, you know, it, it, life is not a fucking porno. You can't just dive in dick first. Nobody's yeah, going to have a good time with that.
1: Don't just spit on it. That's fucking stupid.
0: Also, uh, small other tip. <laughs> T- tip. Okay. Small other <laughs> tip. <laughs> you got to, a, a, a thing, I don't know. I was, I was reading something about this recently. I kind of, I kind of assumed this was like, no, but maybe not, but like much easier to put the lube on the object or body part being inserted yes. rather than like just trying to smush some, some lube on the butt. That's the, then you can get, there's like little injector things to do that, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think you need something like that to begin with. Just lube the shit out of whatever you're putting into the butt.
1: Absolutely. I can't remember the name. It was some fucking misogynist that was popular in the mid two thousands. I can't remember his name, which is probably a good thing. Uh but he talked he wrote a story about how he put a like a whole bottle of Astroglide in some girl's butt. And that's Ugh. not that's not how you do it. Don't do it that no. way. No. No.
0: I can't I can't I don't know if it's water I can't imagine that's good though. That's like a weird fucking oily anima. Huh. No, not think, great. I don't, I don't do you, think that's good.
1: Does does the doctor lubricate, Uh, say, a gynecologist? Do they lubricate the vagina or do they lubricate the instrument? Just lubricate the instrument, folks. That's all you need to do. All right, that's our RFTB top tip of this week. <laughs> lubricate the instrument. Cha! <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Good fucking times. <laughs>
1: Oh, fuck, dude. Did you know, just I, I, just a little quick quiz about our show. I wanted to know if you if you were paying attention. Did you know that the intro song is the song hanging on by the band Knower and that you can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com?
0: Question number two. Have you been aware that the outro music to this podcast program is the song Stephanie by the band The Hayfellows. You can find it at Instagram.com slash The Hayfellows or on Spotify. Three words, two spaces, it's The Hayfellows.
1: Folks, I'm just like really grateful that you're here with us, and I would be even more grateful if you were to drop a review on your podcatcher of choice. We're already getting up there. We're getting the we're getting the reviews, folks. And we're loving them. And uh, if you're a regular listener and you love our show, or if you're a new listener and you love our show, if you love our show, go give us five whatevers in your podcatcher of choice. It helps us a whole bunch, helps us get listed, and uh, that's how we get more listeners. And then we might be more inclined to continue doing the show. I'm not going to say we're, st- we're going to stop doing the show if you don't do a review, but it could happen. <laughs> so positive. if you love the show...
0: Positive Positive reinforcement, reinforcement. yes, absolutely. We can get that flashlight sponsorship. That's the goal we're aiming for.
1: (laughs) Save RFTB, give us a review. We love you.
0: (laughs) Uh, we got to say thanks, too, to the folks who did that because we're up, like, several reviews. Uh, We had, like, three more written ones added in the past few weeks. So thank you so much to those of you who uh, who rated and uh, wrote those reviews in there.
1: We appreciate it. Big fans. Big fans of you. And uh, I just want to let you know, that I love you. Thanks, bye. Here's 30 seconds of Danny Brown ad libs. Put a card above, Put a phone with, Baby, baby. Call it nine. That bag ain't me, but I just called her a right bag. The Whitney. Whitney. Fuck it, that most ain't nice. Go, go, tell, go tell. Got some body.